lovely on the mountains are the feet of those who bring the good news of peace and salvation. Our God reigns. That's Isaiah 52.7 in the Bible. It's an ancient prophecy of the coming of Christ to reconcile us to God. Come is the word of Advent, and it's the theme of this series of Soul Talks podcasts. We're blessed to have you join us as we come to Jesus together. Come, Jesus is playful with you. That's what we're going to be talking about on Soul Talks today. I love that. It's a great topic, a great way for us to direct our minds to Jesus and think about him in ways that maybe we miss. We heard from a friend of Soul Shepherding, Sue Wood, a Bible study leader in San Diego, California, listens to our podcasts. Hey, Susie, we're thankful for you. She's also read our book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke, and she has an easy yoke story here that relates to our topic. She says, I talked with a busy mother in my Bible study, uh, which I did on Matthew 11, and she had been taught that Jesus' yoke meant she had a duty to take on more responsibility in the church because serving Jesus is supposed to be easy. Mm. This left her feeling overwhelmed and guilty. But you should have seen the relief on her face when I shared with her your message, which is Jesus' message, that his yoke is easy, and it doesn't mean just doing more and more and more for him. Yeah, that's so sad to hear her being burned down and guilted and manipulated into doing things dutifully, and that's not God's way or or his, his loving intention for us. I was so surprised and disappointed by that story. I've never heard somebody use Jesus's easy yoke to put guilt on people. Yeah. Uh, what what a contradiction that is. Yeah. Uh, that would not make the Lord happy. It's a, a form of spiritual abuse there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're grateful for Sue, and she's been through our institute too, and she's an ambassador of soul shepherding, an ambassador of Christ, most importantly, taking that where... God has her in her ministry, and we're so grateful. So friends, we love hearing from you. What's the Lord teaching you through Soul Talks? Uh, what would you like us to talk about? Send us your, your questions, your comments. Uh, this is a community, and we want to be in relationship with you. Yes, we do. We would especially love it if we could meet you sometime at uh, one of our institutes. That would be awesome. We sure would. It's so fun when we get to meet you and be with you in person and interact with your lives. We got people from around the world with us, so welcome. We're going to come to Jesus together uh, because Jesus is playful, and that's a great message for Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you out there. Some of you are listening to this uh, at a later date, and it's not Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas anyway. (laughs) That's right. We want to celebrate the birth of Christ year-round. We do, and we want to appreciate Jesus as being playful year-round. It's a little bit easier maybe sometimes at Christmas. There's some more opportunities for us with that. I got to play a little bit today with with gift wrapping and play with the bows and the paper, and it was kind of fun. Be grateful for what God's given us to give. And you were playing on FaceTime. I overheard you talking (laughs) to a precious little girl named Juliet, our granddaughter, almost eight months old. Well, and honey, that's been a really, really 
great reminder to us of Jesus being playful because having Juliet in our lives brings out the play in us, the silliness in us. We we do things with her that we wouldn't normally do. <laughs> We're silly with her. Even yesterday I was at the dentist getting a crown and the receptionist that was there was FaceTiming with her granddaughter. And I was just smiling so big listening to her, thinking if she could just hear herself, oh. she'd be so embarrassed probably, <laughs> like if she realized that people in the waiting room were like hearing her be so goofy and so playful and so silly. And it was obvious to me what she was doing, and I just I took great joy in, in it myself. But I think Jesus is like that. I think he takes great joy in mm-hmm. us playing and in us delighting in one another and in, in his goodness and and. The, the good things he's given us to play with. And we've had a lot of fun with that. The simplest things, like Juliet loves to pound on the, the table and yeah. just feel the impact of her, her force, you know, or feel a zipper. She loves to flick your little zipper pull. You know, the wonder of these little things, and, and we can just enter into them and, and find them to be so fun. One of her things, I never thought of a zipper as being fun. Yeah, the best toys uh, usually aren't toys. They're just uh, made-up games and objects that we imaginatively play with. And, yeah, we got to spend a whole day with little Juliet recently. It was so wonderful. And, yeah, it brings out the kid in me making faces and sounds and uh, interacting with her and seeing her eyes light up and seeing her mind working, trying to understand things. And, yeah, that definitely brings out a, a, a big smile uh, and our faces and our souls and our whole personality. Yeah, and I think I think God loves that playfulness in us and enjoys it. Like today, I was on the phone with Juliet's mom, Jenny, and I could hear Juliet make this amazing noise, and it was when the cat walked up. And that's why I said, oh, I want to FaceTime, because <laughs> I heard her responding to this playfulness and seeing her little kitty. And I think God's like that with us. I think he takes great joy in hearing and seeing us play and enjoy his creation. Because it's part of the image of God. And in fact, that's the Soul Shepherding blog that's coming out in your email. And hope that you get that, uh, everyone listening to us. Uh, It's called God is Fun. And that is not a typical way that we think about God, but I think that the Sovereign Lord Almighty in addition to all that, that power and, and almightiness, all that holiness uh, and uh, many attributes of God that are so important is forgiveness and love and so forth. But God is also fun. He is. I mean, I, I think of Jesus when he lived on earth, and I think of the, all the time he traveled with the disciples and the times that they must have splashed in a river and, you know, just had fun getting wet on a hot day in the in the river, getting cool off, getting cleaned off after walking and dusty dustiness, you know, a bunch of young men together like that. They probably had fun. They probably played. So somebody uh, listening might be thinking, well, why are you making such a big deal about play and and fun and, and games and laughter? And why is it, what, what, why does it matter that I see God this way? And you know, if you're uh, a pastor, a, a Bible study leader, or you're serving God as a spiritual director, or you have a ministry of evangelism, well, what would we say to them, Christy? Why, why does what we're talking about matter? Well, because we, we want to know God more, and we want to be more like Him. 
And I think that it's important to direct our minds to what he's like and to see him in areas maybe where we wouldn't normally uh, think of him, kind of to correct our wrong ideas about him and to see where maybe are we projecting something from somebody else onto God. And as adults, it's so easy for us to lose that sense of playfulness and fun and get all serious. The other day I was doing dishes and all of a sudden I just remembered being a little girl in this little playhouse that my grandpa had made, my sisters and I, in the backyard. And I remember doing the little play dishes and filling up the sink with soap and water and playing with them and thinking, hmm, I used to think this was fun. (laughs) And thinking, well, I, I felt like, Almost like the Holy Spirit drew that memory to mind and said, well, it can still be fun. Just pretend mm. you're that little girl again doing the dishes. And I did, and it, and it was fun. It was like Jesus was in, in my house with me, and we were playing and doing the dishes. So you, you, while you were doing the dishes, you entered into this memory from being a little girl, and you entered into the experience and the emotion of it, and this was like a spontaneous meditation, and mm-hmm. you're with Jesus in your memory as a little girl, and you're bringing that inner child into your adult today, mm-hmm. and you're enjoying this. Yeah, yeah. Well, t- tell us more about the emotion of that, the experience of that. You're, you're doing your dishes, and I, it's, apparently it's making a difference. Yeah. It, it's not just a chore anymore. Right, no, it, it, and I think that viewing it that way helped me to be more in the moment, because as a kid, you're in the moment when you're playing, and mm-hmm. it helped me just be more present in the moment. That helped me be more present to God's presence with me and being, being in his kingdom and where he's provided for me. Yeah, that's so encouraging, Christy. You're, you're showing us uh, what today we call mindfulness, mm-hmm. uh, being uh, engaged and alive and alert here and now. Yeah, and that is one of the things I think that being with our granddaughter has taught me. To, and afforded me more of that, more of just being in the moment, just right here in the now, just being present to her, just being with her. And it's different than focused on what, what's coming next, what I need to be planning for, what all the things I have to do. And, you know, I, I see how it's not as easy for her mom. And I remember as a mom, it wasn't as easy for me. But there's something about when you're a grandparent that you've got a greater perspective. And it must be that God's got even a better, greater perspective on that and being able to just be present with us. And I, I think he wants us to have good, clean fun. So appreciating the uh, fun-natured side of God helps us to be in the moment mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy being here and now in God's presence with the person that we're with, doing what we're doing. It helps us to appreciate God. It helps us to appreciate his goodness, his gifts that we can sometimes miss when we're all preoccupied and pressured. Yeah, so I'm thinking about a couple of classes I've taken this week. Um, uh, if you don't listen, don't know, I'm a psychologist, and one of the things that we need to do to Christy and I to keep our licenses is we need to do continuing education classes. And so I've uh, procrastinated on that, and I have 36 hours of classes to take before I renew my license. And so I'm catching up on all of that. And I took two different classes this week that were live webinars. And the, the two different teachers are very much a, uh, present a, a case study in the importance of this subject about, mm-hmm. about fun and, and good humor and personableness and just, just being happy to be with people. The, the, so this one teacher is a, a psychoanalyst, a very uh, accomplished 
psychologist who teaches on sort of old school Freudian psychotherapy and and all of this, and he's teaching. Uh, he n- never smiles. He's super intelligent, very organized, very accomplished. And he's he's going through his material, and we're you know taking notes, trying to keep up with him, and learning some good stuff. But it's uh, really dry and kind of boring. And there's not he doesn't really do hardly any interacting. I mean, we can see him on the video screen, but nobody really asks questions because he's just kind of going through his rigmarole and giving us all his data, all his insights. The other teacher is um, a super friendly, animated, happy, engaging uh, woman who's, who's really getting the audience going. She's asking questions. She's responding to the chat room. She's making it really tailored to all the people that are there. She's telling stories. She's laughing about things. She's bringing in anecdotal stories. And she just you can tell she really enjoys teaching her class. And uh, she's also a psychologist. She's talking about grief, so it's a really heavy subject. Uh, And she certainly can be serious as she's teaching on that. But there's so much personableness, and you just feel like, wow, she really likes doing this, and she's glad that I'm here. And, you know, I type in a comment, and she responds to it in a very personable way and and gives a real clear answer. And thanks for sharing that. And other people are interacting. And So you're saying it was a lot easier to listen and learn from her than it was from the man who was really serious and not engaging and not enjoying, not seeming to enjoy so much. Yeah. And so, you know, I ask myself, well, which is closer to how I see God? You know, do I see God as this really intelligent, powerful, earnest, religious being that's got all this work to do? And he's kind of, we're kind of going through keeping the commandments and sharing the gospel and doing all this stuff. Or do I see God as a, a personable, loving, winsome, fun, friendly being who, yeah, he has, he has work to do too, but he enjoys doing it. And he does it with people and it's a big difference. And probably how I see God has a lot to do with how I see myself and what's alive in me and my personality. And so really, these two different teachers uh, are two sides of Bill. And uh, some of you listening know me well and have known me for some years, and you, you know me as a teacher, and you probably know both those Bills. <laughs> and thankfully, you know the second one, that I've, <laughs> I've learned to teach in a way with more stories and yeah. engagement and personableness and, and humor and and lightness and freeness, and I've been learning to walk in Jesus' easy yoke. <laughs> yeah, and, and have fun with that. That's one of the things that I always enjoy at our institute is seeing you have fun with the community and with the teaching and with, just with Jesus there, and, and me too. You know, the Lord always surprises me, usually with, in our solitude and silence, some some kind of fun thing. You know, last summer, I remember getting an invitation for the Lord to to jump in the pool in the backyard. And, and I had fun doing that. You know, just it'd been a long time since I'd been in a swimming pool and I was in the swimming pool all by myself. And it was such a hot day and it was so refreshing. And it was just, it was just fun and it was unexpected. And I think sometimes the spontaneity of God's invitations to us also bring a, an extra fun. There's Dr. Christie, a professor in the Institute Jumping and playing and splashing and laughing in the pool. Yep. (laughs) That's the Soul Shepherding Institute. (laughs) We do love those TLC times. Well, let's let's hone in more closely on Jesus because Jesus puts a face on God. Mm -hmm. We we know what God is like because of Jesus. So 
Uh, is God really fun? Is God really so playful? Uh, uh, Bill, aren't you over, Bill and Christy, aren't you overestimating this? Aren't you overplaying your hand here? Well, let's, um, let's take a look at Jesus. So something that we have really enjoyed doing is watching the, the visual Bible, Matthew, mm-hmm. and the portrayal of Jesus that Bruce Macchiato does is just wonderful. It is so winsome. It really is. And, you know, to so that you don't think this is just acting. He really prayerfully, upon playing Jesus, was really prayerful and asking the Lord to give him wisdom and insight into how, how it was so that he could, you know, portray Jesus as accurately as he could. And he he is the most joyful portrayal of Jesus I've seen. And, you know, we've seen a lot of people portraying Jesus in, in the Gospels and different versions. Well, it's sort of one of our hobbies, watching Gospel movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've read the God. We've both read the Gospels straight through a number of times, uh, listened to them, watched them straight through, especially Mark. So let me just give you some of the highlights here. Uh, it's, uh, it's truly a image of God healing experience and, and a life-changing mm-hmm. experience. It just gives you a, a whole different mindset and heart set as you approach God and as you as read you the read Gospels. Scriptures. and mm-hmm. So uh, a leper comes uh, from behind to Jesus and cries out. Uh, and this is going word for word through the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah. We're just seeing it spoken and then act, acted out. And so as a le- leper comes to Jesus, he falls uh, on, to the ground. He's hiding his face in shame. And Jesus gets right down on the ground. With Jesus' hands, he holds the leper's face with compassion. So he's, doing, he's touching the untouchable. And he delights in him, and he heals him. The leper uh, tackles him, and they're both rolling around in, in joy and laughter as the leper has been healed. Uh, shortly after this, Jesus heals a paralytic, and again, he's full of joy. And it's, it's as if Jesus is saying, thank you, Abba, you uh-huh. did it again. Yeah, Jesus is celebrating. I think so. We, we do. We, we jump up and down and celebrate when God does something big. Yeah, because I think sometimes we might look at Jesus and think, oh, yeah, he, he's the son of God. And he's like, oh, I'll just kind of zap this person and heal them. Oh, I'll just you know do this. And it's like, well, no, Jesus is doing this with the Father. And he's doing it in prayer and yeah. in faith. And it's not like just some automatic thing or just right. some cerebral decision. He, he's engaged with his heart and his life. And, and, and Abba and, and, and Jesus are doing this together. And, and, G- and when Jesus sees it happen, he's delighted. Yes. Because it... Not everybody gets healed. Some mm-hmm. people don't have faith and don't participate in it. Uh, in another situation, we see Jesus uh, walk back to camp after he's been praying uh, in private. And so he's walking back to his disciples. It's early in the morning, and he's walking with his bounce in his step. He's just bounding along cheerfully with a big smile because he's been in prayer with his Abba. Uh, then we see Jesus, uh, different situation. He's talking with some religious leaders, some stuffy, uh, aristocratic, elitist, uh, Pharisee people, and he's got around, his arms around two of them mm-hmm. uh, in a very uh, affectionate and playful, friendly sort of way. And as he's talking with them, with uh, delight, drawing them into a different experience of God. Uh, then he's talking with his disciples, and he's been giving them a parable, and they ask him, you know, what, what does this parable mean? And, you know, there's a number of occasions where Jesus says, you know, are you so dull uh, to his disciples? And we, we sort of get, yeah, the disciples are slow to get stuff here. And 
a lot of times we put this really uh, dour face on Jesus, mm-hmm. or maybe a frowning face, mm-hmm. or an angry tone, and it's like he's just frustrated with them. And you'll see it acted that way. But I don't think that's the way it was. And the, and the way we see it in, in the visual Bible Matthew is Jesus uh, chuckles when he says, oh, are you so dull? And it's like saying, you know, come on, let's think about this together. And he, he's, he's chiding them. He's bringing them along. He, he's not scolding them. Then we've got uh, a situation with Peter here. It's very interesting. So the ups and downs of Peter, right? So Peter confesses that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, and he's the first to you know, publicly proclaim that. And Jesus hugs and kisses him with enthusiasm. A few moments later... And Peter uh, is, is now saying, oh, Jesus, you'll never go to the cross. That's terrible. You're never going to suffer like that. That's, that's not going to happen. And this is where Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. And some very earnest words here. Now, this is a good example of our talk here because this is not fun. Mm-hmm. This is not playful and happy. This is like really serious. This is spiritual yeah. warfare. This is confronting the devil. Yeah, and in this movie, the actor shows he's hurt. He's he shows his emotions that he's emotional, which I appreciate because I would feel that way. But even here, we see the uh, the friendliness, the affection, and I think we could say the the, the playfulness mm-hmm. of Jesus in the way he interacts with Peter. And so we see Jesus uh, hugging Peter mm-hmm. as he looks into the spiritual realm at Satan, and he says, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so clear that Jesus is, is loving for Peter yes, he, and yeah. enjoying that relationship. Yeah, he's rebuking Satan, but he's, he's loving Peter, and he doesn't want Peter to be carrying shame and hurt. Sometimes we forget that emotions are very complex, and we can have more than one emotion at a time, and we've also got attitudes and bodily dispositions and social connections uh, that are at work here at the same same moment in time. And so what we're talking about is that a spirit of fun and playfulness and cheerfulness and, hey, I'm glad to see you and to be with you, that that, that can be a theme in our lives. Uh, so uh, after the trans- transfiguration, as they're walking down the mountain, Jesus rubs Peter's head and tells him not to be afraid, because that was a pretty yeah. incredible thing yeah. to see the glory of God like that. Yeah. In all of Jesus' glory, he's shining like the sun. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Peter was afraid, but Peter's... Well, and two be- dead men back to life. I mean, it's, that's pretty scary, too. <laughs> yes, and, and so that's why A.W. Tozer said, uh, you know, we take refuge from God in, in God. God. And that's what Jesus is showing us. He's saying, well, yeah, I'm, I'm the Son of God radiating with eternal glory and power, but I'm your friend too, and I want to play with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, put, putting that stuff together. Uh, then we've got scenes with the kids coming to Jesus. And in the visual Bible, Matthew, they're, they're horsing around, they're, they're playing. Uh, and, and, and whenever the kids approach Jesus, they're confident because they know he's nice, he's fun. <laughs> You see, they don't look at him like he's some dour, somber uh, religious figure, some heavy guy that's just teaching all these principles like that, that one teacher that I said was kind of boring. Uh, in some of Jesus' parables, we see Jesus act them out like a charade. 
and he, he's, play, he's being playful. He's having fun with it. Uh, is Jesus talking to the rich young ruler? He's, he's petting the, his horse in a very affectionate, friendly way and, and, and smiling. And uh, I know there's some animal lovers listening right now. Your ears are perking up and your heart's warming. That's, uh, I'm with you in that. That's wonderful. Uh, he kisses a religious leader who is judging him. On the cheek, he kisses this religious leader. Uh, at the Passover meal, uh, they're celebrating joyfully. I mean, it's a party, and there's other, other parties, and we see Jesus really having a good time. Uh, and then here's another really powerful example, because this is a, another situation like, wait a minute, this isn't fun. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like the easy yoke. How can the yoke be easy when we got such serious work to do? Uh, so the, the issue with Judas now. Judas is the one that betrayed Jesus, of course. That's, that's terrible. That's awful. Uh, and so, but then now we see, and Matthew gives us a very unique perspective on Jesus' relationship with, G- with Judas that is more, uh, more positive and more friendly and more, uh, more clearly forgiving and more hopeful for Judas's future than, than I think a lot of us have. And so it's really helpful to see that acted out in, in the way that um, uh, Bruce Macchiato does that in, the, in this uh, film. So he, he's, we see uh, Jesus, uh, he hugs Judas's head. Uh, he sort of gives him what my dad called a, a Dutch rub, you know, r- rubbing, the, rubbing his scalp there affectionately, uh, even as Jesus is, is crying. And says to Judas, yes, it is you. You're the one that will betray me. And then shortly after that, he calls Judas his friend. And so these are just a few. I got five pages of notes on all these instances of Jesus being playful and showing us this is what God is like. I love it. So important. So good. Jesus, thank you that you are playful, that you are joyful, and that you long for us to respond and enter into your joy and to play with you and to appreciate your, your presence and to be present with you, to let ourselves go into the wonder and awe like a child does at, the, at your power, at your goodness, at your creation. This Christmas, Lord, pray for each of our listeners to have an experience of having a fun, joyful, playful interaction with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And yes, Lord, help us to bring your playful spirit into our routines like Christy did while she was doing the dishes, into uh, interacting with our kids, our grandkids, kids at Sunday school, kids we see on the street, um, but also into our work into our ministry, Lord. Help us to really know and uh, be able to uh, uh, absorb into our personality a a more happy, uh, friendly, fun spirit so that the people around us really know that we're glad to be with them and they sense that that is coming from you, Lord, that you are glad to connect with them. Praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Your donations to Soul Shepherding cover the production costs of this podcast. 
so we can offer it free of charge every week. You can give online at soulshepherding.org or mail a check to our office address. Soul Shepherding, 4000 Barranca Parkway, Suite 250, Irvine, California, 92604. You'll find a link and our address in the show notes for this podcast. Thank you for partnering with us to help pastors and leaders thrive with Jesus.